And we're back after a brief hiatus of three weeks. Oops. So, yeah, it's been busy, busy times in the first seek house. <laughs> or, not that we're doing a lot. There's been a curfew that whole three weeks. Yeah. When did the curfew start? Was it right after Christmas? I don't, there is no sense of time anymore in my life. It's just been. It's just one day after another. It's like people say Groundhog Day, but it's, I don't know. That was last week, Groundhog yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see any groundhogs. No. You know where I did see a groundhog? Where? In that kitchen place by the daycare. What? Like across the way from the daycare. So just for context, we live in like a townhouse on a busy street and on on broken block of houses. And uh, yeah, there was a, a groundhog underneath the, the oh, kitchen store. Underneath. Okay. It wasn't in the store. Yeah, it wasn't like in the store. It wasn't like buying a kitchen. Well, I know that, but I was like you described it as a groundhog in the kitchen store and i'm like that's creepy and weird sorry in the garden in front of it okay and uh in the dead of winter the speaking of the dead of winter i think that's what's happening the last little bit is that i feel like we are all more tired i think i read something or read a headline because i don't actually read the whole article anymore um because the headline is really what matters right matt um yeah we should do a podcast on media consumption well we certainly consume media um, <laughs> that's me eating with yes. two hands. Uh, that him throwing up. But um, that said, that like humans used to hibernate, and based on our life the last couple of weeks, I think that's true. Like Ted's napping and then still going to bed at night at a reasonable hour, and mm-hmm. Timmy sleeping a lot, and I just feel like perpetually tired. Did what they, else is there to do? I I didn't know humans used to hibernate, but you know that I learned that bears don't actually sleep the whole time that they're hibernating. They just sleep a whole lot more. And they never and leave their like den. Partying in there? No, no. They like they wake up. <laughs> I guess they. I think they wake up. I don't know. I don't know. I just someone said that what you whatever you think about hibernation is wrong. So what I used to think was that they just fell asleep and didn't wake up, and they gave birth and just slept during but, their sleep. Yeah. I count me in. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll ask now. The doc. How do they know this? Did they just put it in a video camera in a den the whole time, or did they have somebody dress up in a bear costume? <laughs> dress up in a bear suit. And See how like it goes. eat like gel packs all winter to stay alive in their gym. <laughs> just observing. Have the biggest diaper ever. Yark. Anyways, <coughs> but, can you grab the book? Because uh, the this podcast is about is called Two Slant Trees. We never got even got to the title. There's no Two way. Slant Trees, and we're going through the book Pure Pleasure, um, by Gary Thomas. So, um, yeah, it's like it's been what what have we done that has been. Filled with pleasure the last couple of weeks, Willie. Well, Teddy and Tim started daycare. Yes, that has been full of pleasure for me. Yeah. Te- te- okay, so when we told Ted that it was time to go, we're going to go put him back in daycare again. Like he was, that was pure pleasure. He was vibrating with excitement and his eyes, that cute sparkly thing, which we've learned he knows how to turn on and just do it. Yeah. Which is a little alarming. Yeah. Um, Timmy... That was, He's adjusted to it. Yeah, he's so in the baby room, which isn't very much fun. I don't. Well, they're think. not. They're basically like the similar age to him, right? Like he's not in the the six months old room. Yeah, I guess it's maybe just not much much fun being an eighteen month old. It just looks like it's kind of boring. Based on the picture we see, but he has like a bit of <laughs> resting smiles. resting baby face. Can we say? Yeah, that? a little grumpy. Also, Jack and Ted learned how to skate. Fine. I mean, I've been trying to get them to do it for a couple of years, but they just kind of got over the hump. I guess two weeks ago. And so now they really like it. 
Which is good because I need to get outside more. Yeah. Yeah. You say like I'm actually hibernating. I yeah. Know. It feels I'm like we're hibernating. More and more pasty. It's, just, it's yeah. dark and I hate winter and I hate it that it's been like negative 15. Sorry. This is about pleasure, not me griping the whole time. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So this chapter. We need to fortify ourselves with pleasure. Yes. This chapter is called Preserving Pleasure. Uh, mm. pro- yes. Preserving. I almost said perversing. That's not true at all. Preserving. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's just get right into it, Willie. Yeah. Um, it kind of talks a bit about, I guess, yeah, preserving pleasure, kind of preserving pleasure from like missed misses, I guess, where pleasure just messes us up. So the, the first one he talks about is, uh, wanton worship, W-A-N-T-O-N, not wanton worship. But I actually only, I've never actually heard anyone use the, the one with an A. I've only ever read that word. So I think it's pronounced wanton, which means like, yeah. like a wastrel, I guess. A I wastrel? Well, it's, it's medi- these are all medieval words. So wanton. Okay. Worship even. Who knows what that means? Um, but talks about how some things that we like to do are, I guess there's maybe a root of pleasure in it, but they're, they become worship of false idols. Um, okay. So kind of the, 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 the I don't know, I feel like the best image he gives us it is the, like, you, you know, you go to some resort and it's really nice out and you're enjoying the day and you go inside and there's like someone like playing at the slot machines in like a dark corner of the room. And it's like, yeah, like that seems not fun, <laughs> you know, misplaced. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, and kind of like that theme of, yeah, whether it's gambling or, or porn or whatever, it's like these things that are kind of pleasurable in a, but it, it like they're dark, I guess. I, that feels like the theme of that they're dark, they're secret, and they're isolated. Hmm. The things that you don't, can't really share with someone else, it's just something that like pulls you away from other people. Um, and yeah, kind of has like this worship kind of dynamic where it's like, yeah, it never leads to anything else. It's just kind of an end in itself. Yeah, it kind of messes up your life like an idol. Would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think of that little section? Um, I, I thought he had some good quotes. Like, I think he said, uh, we must handle the delicate things of pleasure and desire with due diligence, lest they transform into something monstrous and grotesque. You know, like, I guess it's there's it's not, it's okay. I mean, maybe wasteful to, to do a 649 or, you know, to grab us one like put your hand in a slot once but like maybe well he says like yeah actually i think i'm misunderstanding i feel like gambling is always bad i'm just gonna sure i mean bad idea whatever putting in 25 cents in your slot it's not gonna kill anybody it's not evil but it's like maybe i'm starting to i'm I'm accidentally starting an argument with him (laughs) but i guess what i'm trying to say is that this quote here doesn't exactly go exactly with your examples because i don't I'm not sure I will get, say that there's probably not anything okay about watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... There are other... Th- yeah. Where you, other you start work, yeah. I guess those examples that like, they are kind of like it's desire or something, but it's just dark. It's, yeah. And, and it's become and like monstrous and creepy. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other quote he, th- he said that was I thought was interesting was he says... I think it's a helpful guide post, this quote. 
says desire divorce from God becomes decadence. Decadence in turn chases away true godly pleasure. Mm -hmm. So we have an obligation to preserve holy pleasure in part by approaching God with open hands saying, may I have this? I feel like that's a helpful guide, you know, because you're probably not going to be like, dear Lord, can I have this pornography? You know, Um, but you could be like, you know, I can like, can I have this glass of wine? You know, this Hmm. seems like not an outrageous request. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Another quote, he says, the same Hmm. earth based pleasure that feeds our soul with gratitude and leads us to worship and to a fountain of spiritual health. May in another season or in another person's life become a stumbling block that blinds us to the to God and the beauty of his kingdom. So I just like that idea that it's like, it's not necessarily one size fits all for all to all time, you know? Like, I mean, exactly, like drinking is an example. Like, you know, somebody who grew up in an abusive home where alcohol was used all the time, like, maybe that one glass of wine is not a great idea for that mm. person because of their history of trauma and... You know, family history of alcoholism or whatever. You know. So it just gives the example that in one season of your life or another. Like, for example, the darkness of February. Maybe watching a little extra TV. That's fine. But, like, not going out with your friends ever in the summer and just staying at home while everybody's having fun at camping at a cottage mm. so you can watch yeah. TV. Yeah. <laughs> just like an element of it. Like, uh, hooga. Danish Shuka, yes, with, where it's like in the you winter. just hunker down in the winter. Yeah. And there's a place for that. Be cozy and... Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Those are the couple of quotes that I liked um, hmm. from there. Yeah. Okay, so the, the next section he talks about over-pleasurers, where it's... You just spend all of your time, I don't know, on... I guess, yeah, on some form of pleasure, you know? Um... Which this, this section made me think of Enneagram 7s. Okay. Where it's like, fun, 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 always the fun is fun. And you're like thinking with the fun, even while the fun is happening or the next fun thing. Although yeah. his example here is like a little bit like really intense. <laughs> yeah, if someone gaming for three hours a day. Well, that's not that a shot. normal for some guys. But yeah, um, where he says like pleasure moves from a place of moderation to one of prominence. It becomes more important than the duties of family, friends, community, and even work. So obviously mm. that's like... Super intense. Okay. So just before Christmas, uh, someone tipped me off to the show The Expanse, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. Yeah. I liked it too, but you got so ahead of me. He did that thing where he kept watching without me and then he got so ahead of me, I couldn't do it anymore. You got to catch up. But I watched a lot of that show. Mm -hmm. All of it, actually. All five seasons. Listen, I have no judgments of you because I've watched a couple... You've been watching the past two, or in the present. Yeah. So, what's up? Is that... Yeah, I felt like... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, is that over-pleasuring? If or it was it... a book series, and you, like, just, just devoured, like, 10, 300, or 400 page books... No one would judge me. Probably not. Except for like, good back for in the 1900s. Reading. It's good for... Your, your books for kids that can't read good uh that's what tv is yeah i think actually yeah was it conscious there's certainly i don't know yeah i think it's like the february syndrome where february is always just kind of miserable and then add in that there's curfew and you can't even go out and do anything if you wanted to you can't even go to the grocery store um but i think there's certainly two where it was like 
it was a good storyline and it was actually a decent distraction because mm-hmm. it's like um what's the right way to think of this i don't know the world is just kind of not a great place right now <laughs> it's nice to to have something it's um it's i think to to accept it is actually absolutely Welcome okay to, to turn your brain off yeah from from anxiety or from thinking overthinking about things and so sometimes obviously right now I, it's kind of hard to go to, to well yeah we legally cannot go over to a friend's house and just hang out for and, multiple, especially after 8 p.m yeah yeah um it, i mean it's tricky to do taking into account kids but it, it i mean it used to be legal but right now it's just illegal <laughs> <laughs> um or yeah so just not having those times where it's like oh yeah you just hang out with friends have a good time and then mm-hmm. takes your mind off the world so i don't know that's one that felt kind of excessive when it's like okay that's like that's probably probably overdone but it's funny because of the way we categorize things because i think we categorize tv as gluttony but like internet reading not so much right like mm, yeah or maybe you just do it anyways <laughs> even though you feel bad for us it's like you like hate reading yeah You're, arguing on the internet that's, a, that's there's like always pleasure. wholesome <laughs> Arguing with strangers on the internet. So he he go, like talks from like uh, he uh, he moves into this idea of oh, from over pleasuring to like this this develops a sense it develops out of a sense of entitlement. Yeah, um, yeah, we're talking more about that entitlement. I thought that was a pretty like helpful, and I think you know I could I could I'm at uh, eight wing seven in an enneagram, and so I could understand some of this idea of like of over pleasuring and entitlement like i certainly in my life at home you know in terms of like keeping the house tidy or whatever these kinds of things that are like we've agreed on my responsibility but it's like i will always pick anything that's fun, fun excuse me i will like everything if, if it's fun i will do it if it's not i'll put it off find something else fun to do like it's just the way my brain works and hmm. but i've realized it's because i think i deserve fun and so there's that sense of like I deserve to have something like fun or enjoyable rather than do the miserable dishes or the miserable floor washing or whatever else. Um, and so I basically have to try and trick myself into thinking that it's fun or that it's worth it when most of the time I think it's just a bunch of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> True yeah. thoughts, <laughs> real talk. Yeah, but I feel like that category of entitlement is uh, is helpful to think through. Like, what do I feel entitled to? Like, um, I deserve this. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like, yeah, again, like I think we talked about this before. Of like, let's just bring, like, remember the category of I like this, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and to be able to say, I like to do mm-hmm. this, not like, oh, I need this. Yeah. Right. Does he, I'm, I guess you're talking about Ted Trip. We were talking where it's like. Paul trip, yeah. Or Paul trip. I trip it up all the time. But uh, that, yeah, if you want to find out someone's entitlement, just take it away from them and see how they react. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he says that in this here. Oh, he says that here too. too. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Of uh, if they get like brutal and you know. If... Yeah. So yeah, when you yeah when you get away from like oh I would like this to I need this mm-hmm. or or like that the people around you owe this to you, then yeah, it just reveals reveals a lot of what's going on in our heart or, yeah yeah um so then he moves into um like so basically every chapter i've noticed he at least has one or two phrases that remind us that's like 
you know, don't go on, don't go into swing into one level, one end or the other too quickly or too intensely in terms of like lots of pleasure or not enough. And I think this, this quote stood out to me as maybe we could call it the summary of the entire book. Like he said, well, we need to know our pleasures to learn how to marshal their power. In another sense, we need to know our pleasures so that we can submit them to the will of God, occasionally sacrifice them on the cross and refuse to become their prisoner. We must force our pleasures to serve us as soon as we serve them. What once brought our pleasure now brings misery. So, yeah, I just think it's good that he is continually reminding us saying, you know, too much is not good. Not enough is not good. Mm. Like we need to submit them to cro- the cross and we need to. um, Yeah, we have to die to ourselves. Like we're not Christians if we're not dying to ourselves. Yeah. And like he said, like the world lives in a cycle of indulgence and then followed by in inevitable regret. Hmm. But like the, he says, the wisdom of scripture um, in church history teaches us to embrace the grateful feasting and seasonal fasting, both of which build us up. I thought like it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, like when it was we we're in the season of Lent, you know, that there is times of feasting and times of fasting in the church calendar. And that's the bold are good. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of ties into his next section of talking about, kind of gets more into counsel there. Yeah, yeah. But um, here's, here's, before we go talk about the low, long, blah, 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 yep. low, long, slow sips, he, he has one other quote that I think really, well, he, it's where he gets the title from this chapter. He says, the brilliance of Christianity is that it gives us permission to enjoy appropriate pleasure as well mm. as the power to enjoy pleasure without becoming its slave, which in turn preserves pleasure for the long haul. I like that. I will not become its slave, but yeah. I can have fun. Yeah. Of the category of like enjoyment versus yeah. indulgence. Yeah. yeah. Which is what he moves into yeah. right after that with this. Do you want to tell the story? I think that's, we can probably all relate yeah. to that. Or at least the I story feels can. a little bit judgy, but whatever. Okay. But could you imagine that you would be the guy sipping the coffee and I'm the one having the venti pumpkin spice latte? I really try not to be judgy. Yeah. But maybe. I, I could make observations. <laughs> maybe so this is what happens is judgmentalism is that is that pleasurable (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) you're right oh yeah arguing with people on the internet um Um, so he says he goes out to coffee with a friend who just lost 50 pounds yeah and he stops wait not british dollars yeah 50 pounds of (laughs) thank you willie for that clarification well they can't see us so we have to add descriptives yes um, so he orders his, his chai tea, which he always gets. And the, he got uh, orders a venti frappuccino with lots of whipped cream. And he tells himself, I've been good. This one time won't hurt me. So he's like, so Gary like steps away, takes a call from his wife and returns. And the drink was gone. Like the guy inhales. So this, it was a venti frappuccino. So yeah, ven- venti frapp- is, is that, that's like an iced. Uh, yeah. Okay. But there was, they're just basically pure sugar. And a venti oh, okay. is like the it's one that's it's like, like almost liquid a liter, ice cream, basically. Okay. So he says it's like about 600 calories that the guy just basically like inhaled. Hmm. <laughs> and he's like, oh, did you spill your drink? The guy's like, no, I drank it. <laughs> and I'm like, I can relate to that so hard. <laughs> I resemble that So statement. hard. And he, he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, it's it's hot. I was, I was thirsty. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think he had the that guilty voice no no i didn't read it in a guilty voice i think he drank it and he enjoyed it he's like yeah it was good i inhaled it 
So yeah, he's like, but so Gary could not even conceive of this guy just like inhaling 600 calories and not even tasting them. No, I mean, he had tasted all of them, but it only took like one minute. I have done this before. I have done this where it took me like less than 15 minutes to drink like something like that. And it was just, hmm. my stomach did not feel good after. Um, yeah. So he talks about how we should probably start pacing ourselves with some of these things. Enjoy them properly. Yeah, yeah, and so that, like, fasting and feasting actually go together in a certain sense. Or, like, that recognizing, yeah, you can't just indulge everything all the time. Um, and not getting yourself to the point where you're not ruled by things um, means that you actually enjoy them more. Yeah. You're actually enjoying them and not just being, like, driven by them. I so, I mean, like, I got to be frank here, like, I don't know, because of tiredness. I'm not sure how much I enjoy my morning coffee. It's just like, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. in my belly. That's why you just go to the, you go to the reheated stuff first. Because you're <laughs> just microwave old coffee. And then you, then while you're waiting for the real one to oh, be yeah. brewed. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, how far the mighty, the mighty have, have fallen. fallen. I just don't want to waste it either. But anyways. But it also makes me think of, like, when we did, in December, we did our, like, weekly feasts. Like, yeah. that was good. But it was also, like, remember it was, like, <laughs> December 26th, and I was, like, I am done with Christmas. Like, two months of, like, full-on Christmas. It was my attempt to, like, self-soothe during the pandemic and, like, try and, like, get lots of hygge on and stuff. But, man, yeah. no, I don't think I will do that again. Yeah. <clears throat> I, think that, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know when, at what point it was after living on my own for a bit and just realizing, like, I can literally just eat whatever I can afford. So it kind of took, like, the the specialness off of, like, like the good meals. Yeah. You know, like, growing up, I guess, especially as a teenager, you're just always hungry. And uh, you ate what was served. Yeah. And occasionally you just really didn't like it. But when you're cooking your own food, if you don't like the food, it's like, well, you go make something else, right? And so then it's like, well, you always eat what you want. And then Chris, what what, what then is special about your birthday or about Christmas meals? Yeah, I remember you saying that like it was last year. You're like, I'm a grown man. I like, who cares about Christmas? I could eat this every day or whatever. And that, that wasn't exactly what you said. Yeah, but, but it's like, wanting those meals to still be special is yeah. like, oh yeah, like maybe there has to, there is some wisdom in some of like the traditions so that. Is this do. why you eat lots of candy? Because you're like, I'm a grown man. I could do what I want. Yeah. That's what I tell Jack all the time. He's like, why does dad always get to eat candy all the time? And I was like, when you're a grown man, you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Yes. As long as your insides can hold up. Um, but I guess, you know, like there's, I don't know how, how frequently these, these trends come and go. Like these trends of like minimalism or like going back to the land and living off the land, you know. But it's kind of attractive in that sense because it means you actually work off kind of work for your work for your food or work for whatever so you're saying you want to be a homesteader i don't no i don't but I, I i observe people yeah that want to be minimalist i feel like minimalism doesn't work with kids i've never seen anyone really do it because it just yeah. takes so much stuff so much with kids. Stuff. i mean you can certainly limit like i know some people who like purge toys like monthly and they like you know but it's that's a lot of work but like even to have skates right like 
Those things take a pile of room. I guess so we don't have a very big place. Some people, what they do is they'll just like sell it every sell fall everything every, and just like rebuy and season. just not keep anything and just sell it all right away. That requires a lot of money, which is also a thing. It's not very minimalistic if you're it's, just spending. It's about space, but you're thousands selling it. Of dollars. No, but you're selling it and then rebuying on like a small. You have to enjoy shopping to do that. Some people do Who, enjoy shopping. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, that. that I think we can agree that's sin, that shopping is sinful. <laughs> that's because you're, you're a man. You're a Dutchman. Since you guys can't see me, I mean, you just envision the fact that. He's being feces ish. <laughs> feces ish. No, <laughs> self defecating humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, given that. Uh, Nobody's gone anywhere in the last year, including me. I haven't really had the need to buy clothes. But now I'm getting really nervous because I haven't seen anyone in the last year. So I don't... Your like, trends are entirely different. And they might be new. I'm not allowed might to be have worse. a side part. I'm supposed to have a middle part. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't even know what I should buy to like upgrade my wardrobe. Because my, my clothes currently, like they're getting worn out. But well, I'm like, let's be nobody honest, can see really. me. We buy our clothes at Costco, Joe Fresh. <laughs> and H&M. Old- yeah, I guess. I I'm prob I think I'm pushing it at H and M though. If I pull up in my Dodge carry carry van, carry van, <laughs> and four well, and like normcore by that kids point. and stuff in tow, it's like wow. I think they're gonna like that'll bankrupt the company. <laughs> Jack can is basically can only wear H and M because he's so tall and skinny. Yeah. Anyways, boring details of our life. <laughs> what are we getting at? Minimalism is just doesn't necessarily work for families and so i feel like there's like a sacrifice too of like a certain aesthetic sometimes it comes with um with where you're at in life yeah you just have to be committed to so um pleasure serving a greater end so here's a trick about us finishing off this is like the last two pages but we opened up this book to find that one of our children had ripped it to shreds so we pieced it together but I, I like kind of how he ended off here of like of the pieces that we were able to read. This quote sounds like you. They don't need pleasure per se in one sense. They already have plenty of that. What they need is responsibility. This is kids. I kind of skipped that part to be honest. I was like, eh, it's not your, it's not your best work, Gary. Um, I, I mean, it's true. I feel like that. Uh, and like, like teenagers probably stuff don't need just feels you. better. Like uh, a good weekend or a good evening does. It kind of feels better after like a good day's work. Yeah. You know, you, where if, like, I don't know if you ever had like a, I don't know, you just had like a lazy day, which I feel well, like I'd had on Saturday. If, you, if, that, if that procrastination is cycle, if you're procrastinating on things you're supposed to be doing or you know you should do, yeah. you just feel like crap the entire time you're procrastinating and it doesn't feel as restful. Yeah. Although I think teenagers who are just having fun all the time, not thinking they about their, they yeah. don't, they just have no they concept of responsibility necessarily. <laughs> well, that's not going to be true in this house. Anyways, but I think kind of he kind of ends off of like there is an aspect of faith in what we choose to find pleasure in. Mm. That we cho- if we choose to find pleasure in the things that please God, it is an act of faith of saying, "Hey, maybe I'm not quite aligned with where I should be, mm-hmm. but I'm going to trust God with it." Yeah. And and hopefully, yeah, the hope that our heart heart will catch up. And so it's like yeah. just love the things that God loves, which is like other people or spending time with people. Um, yeah, privileging relationship. Um, and even, yeah, even, <clears throat> um, even certain people. So I don't know, like if it's, um, I think I've, I've, yeah, I think I've learned to enjoy the things that kids enjoy Yeah. since, uh, becoming a, a parent. Well, you 
you've always had more of a like kid kind of I've had enjoyed kid, kid enjoyed kid type things because I think you just had a nice fun childhood <laughs> and so you yeah. like the sort of campy stuff. I but it takes it still takes effort to be like oh yeah okay we're doing Legos because they're not very good at it right yeah <laughs> yeah it's like come on but to do it to kind of go their pace it's like oh yeah this is something that like obviously God spends time with me. And I'm Jack playing, and I I'm had lots of fun playing Dragon Dash today. He, he had a snow day, and the other two were at daycare. Which is Battleship with Dragons. So. No, not quite. It's a cooperative game. So Jack really likes it because he can't lose because we work together hmm. to, uh, on a goal. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we, had, we, we played it a bunch of different ways. At one point... We lost up to the second. <laughs> Basically, it's like you're trying to get from one end of the board to the other while these dragons might be, like, blocking your path, et cetera, et cetera. But anyways, we had fun. And it was, like, it's obviously, like, a four-year-old kid game, but we still made it to work. Yeah. Um, and I love it, you know. Yeah. And I think, like, there's just a lot of aspects of, like, yeah, of things that happen at church where it's, like, oh, is this, like, <laughs> this is not the funnest thing I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. But... And so, I mean, I think you should try to make it enjoyable. Like, there's no point in just making it miserable for no reason. But then just choosing to say, okay, like, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna find what's good in this and enjoy that. And uh, yeah, and and, and, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I, this is maybe easy for me because like I like singing, but like sometimes worship music at church is not like. The most uh, the be- yeah, the most seen. incredible songs, but it's like, yeah, but singing is but singing, singing is praises to God is good. And so I will encourage everyone by singing with a joyful heart. <laughs> make a joyful <laughs> loud noise. Voice. <laughs> loud voice. Rejoicing praises. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Is that a salty song? Okay, Our kids probably love salty, yeah. salty these days. <laughs> yeah. Which it's on it's on Spotify and YouTube if you are willing w- ready to go back to your your false yeah your childhood so I think that's about all for today yeah, um, yeah just, avoid avoid ref- dark pleasures um, <laughs> avoid over pleasure and make make sure you're kind of I guess rationing it or not rationing it's like I think well, putting your pleasures in context putting, right like of like and... it's yeah that's not ruling over you yeah. Next week, it, it, the chapter is called Dangerous Pleasures. And then the following week... So we're getting into some funner stuff. Hmm. Uh, well, I don't know how much next well, week Dangerous Pleasures. That's a lot of fun. But the cost not of pleasure, lunch. that's a good not one. boring pleasures. Family pleasure. <laughs> Anyways, the next couple of chapters, but we're actually nearing the end. So hopefully it won't take three more weeks for us to... To, to get to the next episode. Get the next up to the next episode. Yeah. All right. Um, have a good week, everyone. Willie just nodded. Yes. <laughs> that is, well, I mean, that's all for this week. That's all, folks. <laughs>